0: This, this, this
1: is is
0: fight disciples.
1: We are gathered here today
2: for the fight disciples. UFC and boxing
1: talk.
0: Welcome to episode 113 of the Fight Disciples podcast. Thank you so much uh, for downloading this particular episode. Hopefully you've enjoyed everything that we've given you so far this week. Three additional interviews. We had our Radio City talk show yesterday, this bad boy today, and then tomorrow we'll also have our UFC show. I tell you, six freebies this week, man. We are treating you. It's not even Christmas. It's going on. Uh, it's all on our website, at Fight Disciples. You can also get us. Um, uh, on social media at Fight Disciples, uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Website is fightdisciples.com, by the way. All right? Um, before we get stuck into the boxing, um, I forgot to bring this up earlier on in the week um, because my colleague um, is one of the only people, I think, in the world, even in the fight game, that is not into Love Island. Let me tell you, because even, even his prospect of the year, Robbie Davis Jr., is constantly tweeting about Love Island. It's the greatest show on the whole of TV. Nick, on Sunday night, sends me a message. Are you watching this Muppet at Glastonbury? And I thought to myself, who's on I didn't even know who was on because I was so knee-deep in these two... These clowns on Love Island, and he's telling me, this ginger prick here, this fucking Ed Sheeran, right, look at him, he's drowning, drowning. Now, I think Ed Sheeran's all right, but Nick, he was giving him the shit, weren't he? you? Were giving
2: I, think, it, I think he's all right, but it was too big for him.
0: You were giving it the big one, saying he's yeah. drowning on this said, pyramid It's four stage.
2: out of ten he's struggling. What do you think? Four
0: out of 10. ten? Well, I wasn't even watching it, though. I wasn't watching it because I was more interested in what was going on with Muggy Mike on uh, on Love Island, mate. You need, to get, you need to get amongst it. No chance. Every man and his dog that I speak to, It's their guilty pleasure. Your man, Robbie Davis Jr.,
2: this is his thing. He
0: he watches it every single Sunday night. Listen, just
2: because he's a talented boxer doesn't mean he's got good taste in television.
0: What was your response to the actual TV show? Uh,
2: When you said to me you should be watching Love Island? Yeah, yeah. uh, Well,
0: first of all, you said that you were disappointed in me. There's nothing worse than when someone comes back to you (laughs) and tells you that they're disappointed in your actions. Not a bollocking, not a shout. It's like when your parents, they don't shout at you or give you a telling off or even get the slipper out and give you a good hiding. I'm just disappointed. Just
2: disappointed. You're I let, was disappointed. You let, let, yeah. let me down. You let me down. Reality TV goons who are just fame hungry muppets, and you, what is it? A gang of Geordie lads covered in tattoos and juiced up to the eyeballs, and there's, a load of no, one Essex Geordie. girls with fake tits and willing to fuck on TV, even yes. though it disgraces their yes. parents and grandparents. Yeah, I love that. That's not real TV, man. That's just <laughs> shit. <laughs> just shit. People I mean, who we are desperate to be famous and will do anything to be I famous. I agree with
0: everything you said. That's Aesthetic why it's so TV, awesome. No. Yeah, but you're feeding into it. No, I love it. You're making you're rough, it man. worse. No, I, I love it because it is so car crash. I love how car crash it is. All these guys, like you say, getting it on and what have you, shagging in front of the grannies. The grannies watching this. It's a big moment, isn't it? Big moment and they're on TV getting it on. I can't think of falling anything in love. Hilarious. Falling in love after two weeks. Yeah, oh, exactly. I love him so much. I love him so much. I can't get enough of this guy. This he's the one. He's an only romance, you dickhead! <laughs> We've all been there! It's pathetic. You touched down on bloody Liverpool's uh, John Lennon. It's over, isn't it? Job exactly. done. Back to reality.
2: Honest to God, I can't believe you're into it. I can't believe the nation's into it. Everywhere mm. look on me, social media, people are talking about it. Mm. I'm like, are you, ins- are you insane? Like, Glastonbury's on. Like There's an actual reason to watch terrestrial TV at the moment and not just watch box sets or listen to world-class podcasts. Do you there's ha- a reason to watch TV live and because
0: Glastonbury's cool, man. Do you have uh, Do you have any guilty pleasures when it comes to acting? Not necessarily TV, but do you have any?
2: Yeah, I have one guilty pleasure on TV. Go on. It's, uh, what's it called now? It's Jane's, it drives Jane mad. Jane's Guilty Pleasure is that fucking wedding dress program. What? Can't buy the dress or whatever it's called. We, it's just women trying on wedding dresses. I don't even know what that is. Honestly, she is obsessed with it. She watches it. I keep saying "There, you fucking bought it. You ain't buying another dress. Like you so, lucky. We've done
0: it, look. You're in now. You're out the table. Exactly.
2: Inn. Yeah, you're off the table. Mm. But she's obsessed with it, yeah. But my guilty pleasure, this is this is kind of weird and people probably laugh at this, but the one TV show, like if I'm sitting there and the kids are playing and Jane's potting about whatever, if I haven't got Sky Sports on, I'll kind of flick my guilty pleasure on. And um I'm trying to think what it's called now. But it basically, it's rea- it's a reality show. Go on. Which makes me a complete hypocrite. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, about the customs at Australian airport. What? So That's what the show is all about. It's like the customs officers at Australian airports looking for like people who've like, swallowed, swallowed under grand's worth of smack and they're coming in from Guadalajara <laughs> what or whatever. What
0: is that on? I don't even know what that is.
2: It could be on TLC, something like that. I'm trying to think what it's called. It's Border Control. It's called Border Control, and it's basically... Basically, I'm obsessed with, like, these Aussie... If it comes to reality TV,
0: if it's Australian, I'm into it. Like police interceptors? I like uh, Chasing people out the No, I
2: like, like. Uh, Bondi Rescue, about did, the surfers on Bondi Beach. Did or the you ever rescuters. used to watch
0: Dog the Bounty Hunter? Of
2: course I did, yeah, yeah. In Hawaii, <laughs> Dog was a legend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I used to watch uh, Steve, what's his name as well? Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin, of course. Yeah, who didn't? Got staple. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, wow. Well, do you know what? That the realization of that's just sunk in. The only reality TV I'll take is Australian reality TV. How weird is Why that? Why is that? I Don't know. I've got no idea.
0: Is that because you know full well that we're talking about Brisbane today and Jeff Horn? Is that is that?
2: Maybe so. Yeah, maybe I'm getting myself switched on to me Jeff Horn mode. I'm getting horny for the show, <laughs> but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Getting horny, horny. We need that track to be played, Jordan. This oh, man, there'll be a stage, bit, there'll the be a little bit. We'll get we'll, need a we'll, bit of horny,
0: horny. We'll squeeze a little bit of that on, no question. Um, you need to get into Love Island and you need... Is it finished
2: now? You know, I was
0: No, like... I think there's another week yet. Right, okay. Get amongst it, son. Um, and there's... Uh... All you stuff. said,
2: man, they just do me. Listen, editing.
0: once all that's finished, get into Real Housewives of Cheshire. That's a no, god, guy. no, I can't do no, stuff like that. It turns my
2: stomach. stomach. We
0: live in the northwest of England, it's funny. Get in there,
2: it's horrific. It's so staged and fabricated. Yeah, I love that. It's nonsense. <laughs> People being trying to be pretentious and they're just ghetto. Oh, it drives me fucking round a bend. It's the Kardashians' fault. I fucking hate the Kardashians, it's all built on them. Little freaks.
0: Uh, if you just tune into uh, the show, one, we're award-winning. Two, this is actually about UFC and boxing. Uh, Today's a boxing episode, so it's not about reality TV. We're not talking Kardashians or these kids on uh, Love Island shagging in front of the granny. Um, we are going to talk about boxing.
2: Although if we get on to Mayweather McGregor at any stage, you could argue that's a bit like reality <laughs> that TV. That is a reality
0: TV show, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um,
0: we'll talk, shall we, with uh, the Next Generation show. Um, which uh, took place on oh, Friday night Friday night Newcastle a little round of
2: applause there we're loving our Friday night boxing thank what, you
0: very much what, absolutely uh, and before I big up the youngsters next generation how's Al Stuart all on the uh, next generation know, exactly. he's 37 years of age <laughs> mate how's he the next generation of boxing
2: it's like a school day out and he was the teacher the yeah, teacher yeah, yeah. had to have a go, it's go like on. when you do a school play yeah. and a teacher casts himself as Peter Pan <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: uh, well done Stu superb mate getting on this next generation show but the kid that was at the top of the tree uh, the boy from the Northeast himself, Josh Kelly. I will wow. tell you something. Listen, wow. before we t- listen. I'm, I've had enough of him, right? Already. One, good-looking bastard. Two, he can fight. He's got to have a midge's dick. He has to. <laughs> There's got to be something wrong with his life. Mike Ocock. <laughs> there, he has to. There's got to be a fall down, right? He's too good-looking, and he's too good in the ring. He fights like I. If I want. If I was a fighter. Yeah. I would want to fight like he does, like his style, just that yeah. that cockiness in the ring, so brash, so beautiful. The way that yeah. he twitches beautifully and brings people Heavy on, and handed. then and then texts them motherfuckers out, man. Yeah,
2: that little left hook assault was beautiful, wasn't it? Oh. Like? That was so nice. And poor Tom Whitfield you know, you got to feel for for Tom Whitfield because he went into it with a, you know, he, he genuinely went into that fight with expectations. I know he would just become a new dad as well, so yeah, you kind of thought, you know, he's going to go for it. The problem is, you go for it against these some of these young GB. Kids, and that's the worst thing you can possibly do because uh, you give Josh Kelly an opening, and that that left hook how many left hooks were there? I, think about I, 10. I, I watched the replay and thought, I'm going to count this time, and I lost count again. Mm. It's unbelievable.
0: I think Must just, have a it yeah, yeah, really, really good. A lot of people in commentary, yeah, and it got a little bit of a bashing on social media because nostalgia is that thing, and people hold Naz in such high esteem. I am one of those people, yeah, um, and people were calling him the white Naz. Wow. Oh, in uh, in commentary, even Adam Smith mentioned it a couple of times. Oh, it reminds me of Naz in his early days when he was blowing these kids away. Let's not get too carried away. Naz yeah. was unbelievable. He was a phenomenon.
2: He's a, a lot bigger than Naz as well. Like,
0: But you can't help but get excited about him when, okay, these kids are coming in and, yeah, they're not on his level, but what is he supposed to do at this moment in time? You can only beat what's in front of you, and he's putting on a shot. Tom Wiffield was a time. decent
2: opponent because he's yeah. got a winning record, you know, and he came in with a, you know, he, he, he fancied the fight. It's not like they're putting him in there with some Eastern European bum. At least Tom Whitfield came to have a go. It's just unfortunately that could have possibly been the worst tactic imaginable against mm. someone like Josh Kelly, who, let's face it, this is going to be the problem now. The kid looks world class already. Mm. So, Matching them now is going to be really difficult.
0: Well, this is this is my point, I and mean, you've mentioned this on many many occasions. These kids that come out of the Olympics, you've got to you, don't be frightened of speeding them along. I know that you don't want to go too fast, too yeah.
2: soon. Lomachenko's a freak, so you don't you don't you're not, not looking for a world title fight in your second no. fight or anything mental. But let's crack. Come on, man!
0: Yeah, what's yeah. that? That's his third third yeah. win on the spin. Two yeah. stoppages now. Let's crack him along. Let's let's get him into some type of title action, whether it's English, British, or whatever it may be. Let's get him amongst it because he's up there. He's already there. Exactly.
2: By, by next summer, with the talent he's got, if he's if he continues on this thread, you know, let's get him in a let's get him in a you know a northeast title shot next. Let's get him in a English title fight. Let's just skip him through the ranks. Mm. I completely agree. I thought he was outstanding, and uh, you know, I think we should probably take back the fact that we've we've said he's got a micro cock. We should probably take that
0: back. No. No, he's too good looking. Is this what you want to he's do? Fine. Start,
2: start rumours about you these Man, young, I, talented
0: listen, kids now. I to need knock to make them down my, a little bit. I need to make myself feel better what it is. Can, can we not just say he's got web toes or, you no. know? No, no, micro dick makes me feel better.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> web toes, I don't care. You can hide them with shoes, can't you? If he's getting it on with some lass. <laughs> Micro-cock's going to be there, isn't it? So you can be as good-looking as you are, Joshy boy, and you can knock him out for fun, right? Yeah. But you've got a micro-dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can I just say there's a disclaimer on that? That is not actual factual. No. It's just me Innocence. trying to make myself feel an awful lot better because the kid is the don. And I'm looking forward to the rest of this career, mate. I Thank think he's you. I think he's, he's going to get a lot of casual fans on board, like Naz, like Naz did, yeah. if, the, if we want to make that type of comparison. People will watch this kid and he's exciting and they'll go, oh, I'll go and see him. And I think the, if we speed him along nice and quickly and we get him in with some decent talent and he puts them away as well, I mean, the, the world is oyster.
2: It really is. Super exciting. And uh, it was a nice little homecoming for him in the northeast mm-hmm. as well. And I like this next gen thing. So I'm hoping now they're going to be doing like each region. So I'd like to see pretty much the same lineup. O- okay. Sorry, Stewie, but minus Stewie all because yeah, yeah. obviously he was on with because it was a Northeast. But you know, let's get the same lineup. Let's get them in the Midlands next Friday, you know next uh, next month. Yeah, yeah. Or let's get them in Liverpool and put Anthony Fowler top of the bill, or you know what I mean. Let's let's take them on a little tour around the country and whoever's local make them top of the bill.
0: Fair point. Uh, you mentioned Fowler's name there, uh, Tasha Jonas, both uh, m- both fantastic in their performances. Um, at at the weekend on Friday night, and we speak about them in great length because they're connected to Liverpool on our Radio City talk show, which specialises in Merseyside boxing, all right? So if you're a Merseyside boxing fan or want to know more about Tasha Jonas and Anthony Fowler, um, it's already online for you. Now, go to it. It's fightdisciples.com, our website. You can download that episode and have a little bit of a nosy in there. There's also plenty of chat uh, on there about Peter McGrail. Uh, if we're talking about kids that are coming through who became the first scouser uh, to become European champion at the weekend. Well done to him. Uh, last person to do that, by the way, was uh, Luke Campbell. Mm. And we know what he went on to go and do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I uh, have a little bit of a nose in there. We also talk about an upcoming fight for Steve Brogan this weekend on that particular uh, show. So it's all there for you. FightDisciples.com
2: You're listening to the Fight
1: Disciples podcast.
0: If the school teacher from Brisbane does not make the ring walk to this at the weekend, that's it. I'm backing Manny Pacquiao. Yep. He has to come into that. It is, of course, the week that we've all been waiting for. Yes, we laugh. Yes, we laugh. Yes, we call him a painter and decorator. We got that wrong. He's a, he's a school teacher. He's the boy. Um, but this weekend in Brisbane, I say it. It's a bit of a weird one this weekend because I'm going to give you the time differences of when you can actually watch this fight because you can actually watch it in the UK because Box Nation have bought it. Uh, but it's Manny Pacquiao taking on Big Jeff Horn um, for the WBA Welterweight Championship of the World. £147 these boys will be weighing in at. Sunday afternoon, mate. Sunday afternoon fight, this, down in Australia. Yep. All to make them all happy um, on the eastern coast of the United States. This is the first time since 2005, that Manny Pacquiao has not been on pay-per-view television, all Mad. on free-to-air TV. Uh, you can catch this if you're in the States on ESPN. I think it works out. I apologise for my time difference here. I think it works out at around about 9 p.m. Eastern in the United States, which, if I'm not mistaken, works out at around about 5 a.m. UK. Um, and then, obviously, this is 2 p.m. In Brisbane, so the are fighting Sunday afternoon in Brisbane, yeah. all to cater for that American audience. To be fair to Jeff Horn, right, because it is a freebie and it and it's not pay per view. There'll be some serious eyes on this fight, mate. There'll be a lot of people, casual fans dipping in. Oh, Manny Pacquiao's fighting, and it's free. I'll have a little bit of a nosy at this. Mm-hmm. What an opportunity for the uh, for the kid that uh, used to teach young whippersnappers only a couple of months ago.
2: Listen, I'm telling you now, see Jeff, horny, horny, horny. Is as high as five, maybe even six to one with certain bookies, and we all know what happened when Bernard Hopkins came back and fought Joe Smith Junior for the world title. Another kid nobody had heard of, another kid with an unbeaten record, but no one gave him much clout, and yet he ended the uh, he ended the the executioner, didn't he? So hmm. listen, Jeff Horn at six to one, you know there's, there's worse things to do with your tenor this I'm weekend.
0: I'm lumping on. I'm lumping on, you know, and I'll tell you why I'm lumping on. Right. He can
2: bang as well, you know. He's got a decent little record.
0: I know he can. Listen, Manny Pacquiao, don't get me wrong, one of the greatest of all times, eight different weight categories that he has lifted a world title in. Absolutely sensational. Hall of Fame, no question. Yep. He's lost three of the last seven. Yep. He hasn't had a knockout since 2009. This is quite easily a fight that he's gone over there purely for money.
2: 100%.
0: Jeff, this is your time, boy. We are right behind you, and I'm backing him. I think... People are going to think we're daft for saying this. Oh, man, he's just going to go out there. And don't get me wrong, his, his performance against Jesse Vargas was probably the best out of those seven that we've just been speaking about. He went in there, he were, He looked sharper, his boxing ability was there, but there isn't juice. It doesn't, the power's not there. He doesn't have that killer instinct for me anymore. The guy that I saw against Miguel Cotto, in, when, that was his last knockout, actually, in 2009. He was a killer, that guy. Mm-hmm. He, he was ruthless. He got you on the end of the hook, and he went in there, and he did the business. Now, obviously, since then... Uh, you had the Marquez fights and he hurt Marquez in one of those fights and it just seemed like he took his foot off the pedal a little bit like he were I don't know whether he had the killer instincts or whether he didn't sense it I don't know what it was he's obviously taking his eye off the ball with all this political thing that he's been getting on with uh, in the Philippines I don't think the killer instinct is there anymore for Manny Pacquiao which is a good sign for Jeff yes Manny's quick still at 30 what is he 38 37 Mm -hmm. 38 years of age Manny's still quick he's still a sensational boxer but if you've got a bit of juice like Jeff Warren you can walk through that and and try and land. And if he does land, who knows what the bloody hell's going to happen? You know what happened when uh, Marquez landed on Manny Pacquiao? We were eating canvas, mate, and He didn't get up. Exactly. And uh, you know
2: <clears throat> Manny is not a f- you know he's, he does he knows how to lose because he's lost before. We talk about he's lost the time. badly before. Yes, he's been knocked out heavily before. And um, you know we're talking about young Jeff here. That's got av- absolutely young everything, Jeff. Young everything Jeff. to gain. How old is Jeff?
0: Is he bet twenty odd? Everything to gain and absolutely 20, nothing Jeff.
2: to lose. 29. 29. 29
0: Jeff. Young Jeff. I'll take that. that. Young Jeff.
2: Young in boxing terms in the fact that he's only had, what, 17 fights compared yeah, yeah, to yeah. Manny who's had 60-odd, 65 fights or something yeah, yeah. mental. So, is, this- it un- is it
0: unfair to for people in the boxing world to be saying this is worse than Mayweather McGregor?
2: Um... Of course it's unfair. It's fucking absolute nonsense. <laughs> Jeff Horn's a world champion and he's undefeated. Or he's a you know, he's an intercontinental champion. Like he's a he's a legit contender for this WBO welterweight belt. This is a legit world title fight and okay, we haven't heard of Jeff Horn before, but he has earned this opportunity by running up a sixteen fight winning record. So this is absolutely different stratosphere. That that's not a real Boxing match. That's an event. This is a fight. This is a genuine world title fight. And if Manny Pacquiao is less than 100%, um, it's going to be a tough night for him because, listen, this is Jeff Horn's. World Cup final if you like this is everything on home turf he's fighting Manny Pacquiao in Brisbane you know he's going to get a great
0: response minimum 50,000 people in that stadium
2: exactly it's just going to be insane all he's got to do is stay on his feet and weather the storm I think for six rounds and I think Manny then starts feeling tired you know let's don't forget Mm. Manny's come right through the weight divisions this is now up at welterweight where he started at light flyweight or whatever he was Manny hasn't got the power he used to have whereas Jeff's a fully blown uh, welterweight. So I don't know. I, on, on paper, this how some bookies have got Jeff as wide as six to one is insane to me. Absolutely insane because it it's just not that wide. I have seen one bookie. Uh, is it stand. Well, anyway, doesn't matter who the bookie was. They had they had Manny one to twelve on. Like one to 12, like wow, and they had Jeff six to one or something, it's just insane. Like, whoever is their stats guy, that could cost them his job because if someone's going to jump on that, because there's an opportunity there to make some dough. Because Jeff Horn, this is not a cut and shut, this is not an easy fight.
0: Everybody listening to this now is like going, Let's get on me paddy power here, let's see what's going on. what six to one, I'm lumping on, even if it's a tenner. Yeah, I'm telling you, there could be some easy dough coming your way this weekend. If Jeff lands, it is on. Have you seen them? I don't know how true this is, but there was a, a rumour going round about the entourage that Manny has taken down to Brisbane. How many people... If you were if you were a fighter now, right, and you were going to Australia to fight, yeah. how, how many people would you take with you? How many how many go with you? Because you'd be out there for a bit, wouldn't you? You wouldn't just be out there for a week. You'd yeah. want to acclimatise... Well, he got there
2: last week, didn't he? So yeah. he's, he's doing a full two weeks kind of camp there right or then. whatever. All
0: right, then. so how many would go down with you, do you reckon?
2: I'd, I I reckon, obviously, me dad. Uh, <laughs> You know, my dad would be going everywhere with me. Then I'd have, let's say, you a team. You'd say three or four coaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your manager. Yeah, yeah. Uh, would the wife
0: go? Would you take the wife, or are you were uh, one of them that keeps it out of the way?
2: No, I wouldn't. Jane can stay with the kids. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want the kids over there. It's too yeah, far. Fair enough. Uh, but Manny takes the full on so no, doesn't he? So let's say his wife's there. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he has a couple of hangers on. Plus he's political now, isn't he? So we'll have some political advisors with him as well. Let's say twenty. Right,
0: is that how that, many you would take?
2: No, no, I'd take 12.
0: Right, <laughs> okay, so you reckon he's taken 20?
2: I reckon he's going to take 20, maybe 25, 25 would be max. Okay. This is just his entourage, not fans, because the Philippine fans, they'll be will be traveling no, this is just they will entourage, be entourage,
0: including security and various things like that that okay. he's got. Right? I think
2: any more than 25
0: is a bit bonkers. Well, check this out, right? The report that I saw from an Australian newspaper um, counted 160 people coming off uh, Manny Pacquiao's uh, plane as part of his entourage. Jesus one hundred and sixty. Is that like is that a jet? God knows what this like is. Manny's
2: hired a jet. He's got his
0: own shit going down, hasn't he? Yeah. Jesus. That well, that's it. You see, when you're the future, and you, and when we're you're future that,
2: president of the Philippines, that's yeah. how you roll.
0: We're saying that Mayweather McGregor's the circus. The circus has just rolled in town yeah, in Brisbane, mate. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. I tell you what, I guarantee McGregor doesn't turn up in Vegas with anywhere near that type of crew.
0: Don't need it, man. It's just not his style. Just needs his thing. Just him. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Him and Kavanaugh or whoever's in that. uh, I bet Jeff hasn't even
2: got one hundred and twenty-five friends on
0: Twitter, has (laughs) he? (laughs) <laughs> oh, man, we're giving him some... Come on, Jeffy boy! Go on, Jeff! We are right behind you, lad. Do the business, mate. Shake up the world. And I'll tell you something, with all these casual eyes that are going to be on this fight over the weekend on all and listen, these different time Listen, I'm fucking telling
2: you, Joe Smith Jr. did it against Bernard Hopkins. Yeah, man. Every
0: boxer grows old this at will some be, This will be bigger, though. If he knocks out Manny Pacquiao, this will be bigger.
2: Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Because, well, yeah... It's yeah, Manny yeah.
0: Pacquiao, mate. It's Manny Pacquiao. It
2: is, but he's go- what's he doing? He's going to Australia to cash out. We all know he could have fought Amir Khan, but the money wasn't right. But obviously the money is right in, mm. in Australia with Jeff Horn. So he's just chasing money now to, to obviously future... To bankroll his run for president of the Philippines, we, you know it's not obvious. It's not it's not rocket science. We know what he's trying to do. But if he's took his mind off the book, how long has he been with Freddie Roach? Has he spent any time with Freddie at the Wild Card? Has yeah. he all been in the Philippines? Is Freddie even with him yet? Has Freddie gone? At, you know, at this stage in his career, his mind is not focused on boxing, and that's a dangerous thing. And if yeah. you're Jeff Horn and you're in Jeff Horn's team, you've just got to drill that into Jeff's head. He doesn't want this like you want it. He's done it. He's got the t-shirts. He fucking made the t-shirts for years. This guy is finished. Literally, he did.
0: In the Your Philippines, jet- they do can- actually make the T-shirts exactly. in the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> By the
2: way, yeah, Fight Disciples T-shirts <laughs> are available via our website. They are... Are they made in the Philippines? Probably, mate. M- 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 Manny's people have done them. Knocked up by Manny. Soon to be seen on Conor McGregor's back. Look
0: at bathroom. this. Your, your, your sales pitch for these T-shirts is amazing. Now, right, Conor McGregor's wearing these T-shirts, and now Manny Pacquiao is making the T-shirts.
2: Manny does the screen printing himself from his home in the Philippines. No,
0: listen, this
2: is Jeff's moment. This is Jeff's time to shine. And if listen, if Jeff, if Jeff can't turn it on for this mm. Then, when know. can he turn it on, man? Exactly.
0: Um, can I just say as well, the undercard looks mint because uh, Sugar Shear Morsley Jr. Uh, is on that undercard making his middleweight debut. Looking forward to him. I've heard a lot about him in the gyms uh, yeah. in the States. A lot of people saying that he's as good, if not better, than his dad. Looking wow. forward to it, man. Looking forward to that. He's on the undercard. Make sure you check him out. Um, and obviously, the boy, the boy from Ireland who, who shot to fame in the last Olympics with the way that he went out, but everybody now is talking about him mainly because of his... Uh, his connection to Conor McGregor and the way that he is starting to rise I'm yep. dead glad that he's out there quick because last time out in the States it was a bit of a disappointment they put him in with a bit of a bum um, and it's good that Michael Conlon is going to be on this as well um, so the promoters are going to be absolutely delighted if they thought that they'd already sold 50,000 tickets just to see Jeff Owen and Manny Pacquiao they've probably just stuck another 10,000 on uh, We all the mad Irishmen that want well, to go yeah. see Michael Conlon Listen I, I,
2: I've, been over, I've been lucky enough to go over to Australia I spent some time travelling there years ago back in the millennium and uh, there's more fucking Irish people there than there is Australians, to be honest with you. There's fucking Irish everywhere. So you're right, that will literally add 10,000 on. Uh, to be honest, we, we just talked about it earlier in the show. I'm just disappointed again about the level of his opponents. Yeah. I think they've announced uh, Jarrett Owen with a record of 5, 4 and 3. Obviously, we've yeah, he's never gonna get to him. I, I just don't see the point of M- Michael Conlon, someone of his calibre, fighting a, a very much a club-level fighter, You know, as, a, as we talk up the week. Put him in with the fucking best... Australian super bantamweight because that's the level Michael Conlon's at hmm. I don't understand this really so approach he's 25 Michael Conlon it's not like he's 21 you know it's not like he's he, he needs to take baby steps he, it's kind of like speaking about Josh Kelly it's like you know these guys are 20 Look, they look like they've got everything in the world so put them in there with guys that are going to Bring something to the table. I don't know what Jarrett Owen brings to the table except survival, unfortunately. So mm. that's the, I'm disappointed with that matchup by top rank, but good to see Michael Condon staying busy and obviously someone that we're, uh, we're eager to see get to championship class soon.
0: So there you go. Just to confirm it again um, this fight is taking place in Australia on Sunday afternoon because of time difference. Um, it's for the American audience at 9pm on Saturday evening. You will catch this in the early hours of Sunday morning around about 5 or 6 o'clock. It's on Box Nation, they've got it, it's there for you. Uh, so make sure you check it out and get behind Jeff. Make sure you're drinking a can of Forex or something like that. And don't put a shrimp on the barbie. i got Bollock talking about shrimps. It's a, it's a prawn, you've got to call it a prawn. Do you know why? Do you know why we keep referring to it, stick another shrimp on the barbie?
2: It's because that's what the Aussies say.
0: No, they don't say that. It was um, it was um, a, a television advertisement including Paul Hogan from Crocodile Dundee. Him.
2: Yeah, legend.
0: And they did a television ad- advertisement enticing Americans to come to Australia as part of a travel company. Oh, so they
2: fucking Yanks call them shrimps.
0: That's it. So they reworded it. So Australians actually call them prawns. And uh, Australians will be listening to this right now, probably backing me up. So come on, get involved with the show, man. They actually call them prawns, and it pisses them off. That well, wait—is that true? Yeah, it's hundred percent true. This. So they actually call them no. We don't call them shrimps. We call them prawns. I thought we, they called them bugs. But we call them shrimps to entice the American the audience. So to come, the Americans come know holiday. what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. So it comes from that TV yeah. advert. Hey, there you go. Every day's a school day on it here, man. Not half. Every day.
1: You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast.
0: Speaking of Australians, um, you will know that we've um, not had an altercation. We had a discussion with Lucas Brown um, about um, his situation being uh, a person that has failed drug tests. This is going to, hopefully, put a smile on his face because we don't want this to be a personal thing. It's not about Lucas Brown. This is about nope. drug cheats in general. 100%. Uh, and Nick's going to go balls deep here on uh, Alexander Povetkin, who is fighting this weekend. That's right. He's fighting this weekend in Russia. <laughs> oh, that's going to be bent, isn't it? That's yeah, going to be well, as bent exactly, as it yeah. comes. He's taking on a kid called uh, Andre uh, Rudenko. It's for the WBO Intercontinental title. Um, back in action this weekend after failing two drug tests himself last year. What a good lad, eh? There you go. What are you shaking your head at? What's up with you?
2: Because it's absolutely bullshit. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like bottling the, my testicle sweat and sending it to the fucking WBO and making them drink it because this guy has got no business being in any kind of championship class. And if he wins this weekend, what are they going to do then? They're going to get him ringside when Huey Fury fights Joe Parker and talk about him fighting the winner? Fuck you. No chance guy's a scumbag, an absolute scumbag. He shouldn't be anywhere near a boxing ring ever again. And uh, again, it's, it's these Russian commissions, man, they need to get a grip. But the WBO needs to take responsibility, like the WBC, IBF. They've all got to take their own responsibility. If a guy fails two drug tests, it should be, one, okay, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt, whatever it may be. you made be. a mistake. You've made a mistake. Listen, you're, and this is why we turned on Big Daddy, you know, this is why Lucas got so much shit, because I was like, you failed two drug tests within a year, Lucas, mm. it's like, you know, if you fail one, that should be your final warning to go, right, listen, people's lives on the line, you're a fucking heavyweight boxer, you punch people in the face for a living, you you were taking drugs, whether you're willingly or whatever, you've made a mistake, fine, right, okay, this is your one and only warning to fail again inside 12 months and then go, tainted supplements, fuck you. It's your own fault. You should not be touching supplements because you should go, actually, I'm on my final warning here. So, you know what? I need this supplement for whatever reason. So I'm going to ring my manager and they're going to ring whatever commission or the Australian commit. And then you've got a paper trail to go, wait a minute. You've told us You's, it's all right. You said i failed the test second time. Listen, I did my job. I went to my local commission. I went to the WBO. I went to a governing body that's reputable and said, can I take this, but I need you to sign it off because I'm on my final warning. Like, big daddy to just go, oh, no. you know. And this guy, this fuck up. This guy, how many t- is this? is I've it two can. he's failed now? He's to failed two can. last
0: year. Exactly. And he's been involved in it in, in previous years too.
2: It, 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 this is not, it's not two Incidents, it's more. Like, his entire career has been blotted by it. I fucking... Honestly, I hate the guy. He's lucky he's not in the studio here, because I tell you what, I'd give him a piece of my mind. Who were who we talking Former to? Former world champion as well. Who Don't were forget. we talking
0: to last year? Was it Pricey? It might have been Pricey that we were talking about. Or, so, or somebody in the heavyweight division was talking about fighting Alexander Pervedkin in the amateurs. Mm-hmm. And it, were, it was basically... And they were talking about. Listen, I was getting the better of him, and then round six kicked in, and it was like somebody put a fresh dude in. Yeah, yeah. To fight him, was it Pricey that was I think it might to? have been Pricey. Yeah. Pricey was um, just alluding and talking about his amateur career in in the in the heavyweights, and he yeah. came across him, and he fought him. Yeah. Getting the better of him, and then it got to round six, and then obviously the gear kicked in. and always <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> comes where, out feels yeah, fresh. Yeah. It's like you put another dude in.
2: Yeah. I think it was. Uh, was it? Was it not when he was sparring? I think it was a sparring session or something. Maybe it? I think maybe. it was sparring. I think Pricey was. But even so, to I remember that story. And he, yeah.
0: I remember it definitely being Pivovar because it was off the back of the Stavern stuff. We were talking about it, yeah, it, yeah, 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 because he was scheduled to fight Stavern, yeah, and they both failed tests. <laughs> you can't get better than that, can you? It, they both failed tests. It's horrific. It's absolutely
2: horrific. And you know, it's this is what I don't understand about about fight sports. Why we can't. Have a harder line, you know. Obviously, he's Russian, so we know he's going to be dosed anyway. Because now they're talking about the Russian, the Russian fucking football team of yeah, yeah. on Gear as well. Yeah, yeah. It's like everyone out of Ru- it's like Drago from Rocky <laughs> is fucking real. It's like they're all they're all on drugs. Like that's that's the only way to look at Russian sport right now. So the governing bodies should just go right. We ain't going to Russia, and we ain't sanctioning any Russians. Got a World Cup there next year, mate. It's a fucking joke. Absolutely unbelievable. Mm. Bo- boxing needs to get a grip before someone. Gets killed mm. because that's it seems like that's what it's going to take. Certainly in the heavyweight division for them to be a zero tolerance on drug cheats. And if you feel like Placey was in here when he was going, if, if you, at some stage yourself thinking, "Am I the only one? Like, is everyone on it? Am I the only one that isn't? Mm. Like, am I ever gonna?" And obviously, Placey's got his own demons and everything else. We're just using them as an example. We're not. We're not kind of picking Placey up on a torch. What we're kind of say is how How far is this in the sport? Like, is, you know. Is the heavy? Is that it? Is that way the heavyweight division works? Like uh, Anthony Joshua's got the most amazing physique in the world, and if he was anything but Anthony Joshua, if he was just the guy in the street, you'd be like, "Look at that!" You said, "Do you know what I mean?" Yeah, you would. But Anthony Joshua, you'd hopefully hands on heart, and there's no reason to believe otherwise. That's just genetics with him. You know, he's just a super athlete, and he's committed, and he's a 100% professional. Look at Povetkin. The mad thing is, if you were in a gym and Povetkin standing there with his shirt off lifting lifting weights, and Anthony Joshua standing there. Lift, as a gym goer, you go. He's on the juice. Gear. Yeah, yeah. And look at that big fat dormant over there. <laughs> that, that's the mad thing about the juice. Do you know what I mean? It's not necessarily the most. It's not necessarily the physical. It's what it does psychological and everything else. And you now, as we've learned in the past, people take juice not necessarily to look like Anthony Joshua. Bodybuilders do that, yeah. But athletes don't do it to do that. Athletes take juice to recover quicker. Yeah. So they can train harder. Maybe they don't look after themselves as well. Anthony Joshua's probably surrounded by the best sports science money can buy. That's why he's able to train the way he is and be committed the way he is. Pavekin may well fucking love Krispy Kreme donuts for all we know, but he has a little go with the juice and it saves him on having to get a massage three times a day and take ice baths and do this and do that because his body recovers because he's inserting himself with... I don't know. It's just... I'm trying to get my head around the fact that why this sport just can't get a grip on drug cheats is just unbelievable to Mm. me. I can't get it.
0: Well, we'll keep an eye on him. He's uh, fighting this weekend. He's on Box Nation. You'll be sh- you'll be I'd, I'd say it,
2: you? I hope he gets knocked the fuck out, but he's fighting another Russian so or, or Ukrainian who looks like, you know, fucking Dave Batista? So he's probably juiced up as well.
0: <laughs> That's the first time that we've mentioned Baptista on this show. Not he's the last. He's, he's my favourite of, of all of them. Is he, yeah? yeah Your favourite like, wrestler? Oh, mate, you love or, him. Or actor? Were you talking wrestler just now, actors? Ge- just or? in general, I just love the guy. Really? Like, yeah, he's, fucking, he's an ex-doorman, isn't he? I love dudes like that. Brilliant. Six foot ten or whatever he is, just a, built like a brick shit house. Wow. We should do a wrestling show.
2: We should, yeah, yeah. yeah but although my, my knowledge... Kind of my my wrestling yeah, days funny. were like uh, the cha- the Orient Express, uh, <laughs> the, Legion, the of Doom. Legion of Doom, Bush Ultimate Backers. Warrior, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bushwhackers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jake the Snake, proper job, yeah, man, proper wrestling. That's when wrestling was wrestling, you know.
0: Giant hair stacks over here, exactly, big daddy.
2: All this John Cena shit and all that—that's that's not me. That that's not my generation.
0: <laughs> uh, this weekend on your Sky Sports subscription, if you've got one, you will be able to see, uh, summertime brawl. Congratulations Matchroom Great mm-hmm. name for a show Big fan of that um, I look at the card though I'm not overly excited I'm going to be dead honest with you Nick um, There is a fight on there That I am excited about Which we're going to get to in a minute Because we're going to speak to one of the kids That is involved in that fight mm-hmm. uh, But Frank it. He's defending his light heavyweight uh, strap Against Ricky uh, Summers um, Frank, we saw in Manchester taking on Josea uh, Burton to win that particular fight, and I've got to take me out off to him because that fight I actually thought that he'd lost it until he threw that Hollywood punch in the yep. uh, uh, in the last round to uh, to uh, to win. Um, I'm excited to see what Joshua Boatz is all about. Not yep. too excited because I don't think his level of opponent will be any good. Conor Ben's coming back after his injuries. There's like a lot Connor of there's a, there's a lot of good names on it. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of good competition on the card
2: no it is what it is it's kind of like that next gen card from last week to be honest with you it
0: it technically is isn't it it's another next gen card
2: yeah pretty much obviously it's got a, a British title and an English title on there which both of them should be pretty interesting to be honest with you uh you know Buglione, as you say, he, he kind of arrived with that big Hollywood punch, but he's fighting Ricky Summers, who's undefeated. So that's on paper, that's a great fight. And then Matthew Ryan against Ted Cheesman, two other guys with with you know really strong winning records. Again, I love it. English English super welterweight title fight. Let's see who's the best around, kind mm. of thing. And I obviously they did in a red hot little division themselves. So mm.
0: I saw that Ted Cheesman sparring last week. Yeah, impressed. I, I gate crashed it. Yeah, he, he is. Yeah, he do. I mean, I don't know how much you can take really out of sparring. You've got the big gloves on, you've got the big egg guards on, and all that type of stuff. And obviously, uh, they knew that I were watching, so they might not be giving it to uh, the big one. Uh, but he uh, he works out the same gym that O'Hara Davis works out of, of which we've done an interview, which you can catch on our website, com. But I had a little bit of a nosy on him, and that particular matchup. Competitive matchup because um, Ted's on a bit of a turn. I think he's got heavy hands as well, hasn't he? Yeah. I think he's about I think he stopped eight six, knockouts, yeah. Six, six, of at, six out yeah, of eight, yeah. eight something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah yep. so it should, be, it should be all right.
2: And Matty Ryan, Manchester lad, mm. you know, will you not be supporting your own?
0: <sighs> Do you know something? It's one of just because he comes from my city, mate, doesn't necessarily I have to support him, Oh, does it? you're not like me. You just support any scouser, you don't you? If there's a scouser in the fight, you're in, pretty much. Regardless, it could be against your best mate from London or something like that.
2: Yeah, I don't have best mates from London,
0: but yeah, <laughs> carry on. you see, I understand where you're coming from. We and yes, I might have a little bit of an allegiance towards Matt Ryan because he's a Manchester kid. Yeah, uh, but you like Cheeseman because he's got knockout power, don't you? Really? That's it. And I'm yeah. sorry, <laughs> mate. <laughs> If a kid can bang, that's who I go with. Yeah, exactly. I, I like to see the knockout. Sorry, yeah. that's just the, that, that's just the way I operate. Um, also on that card is a, a kid called Reese Bellotti. You may have seen him doing quite a bit on uh, the telly at the moment. Um, he's in WBC um, Intercontinental Featherweight uh, action. Yeah. Um, at the weekend, another one of these
2: talented, good-looking, heavy-handed yeah. Londoners that mm. are, you know, pleasantly pr- pr- about to take over British boxing.
0: Well, let's get him on the show. How you doing, Reese? Hello, mate. Summertime brawl this weekend. Yep. Um, how's that training going, especially with your missus expecting uh, a young whippersnapper mate? You know what I mean? Them sleepless nights <laughs> are not good, bro. Uh,
1: yeah, well, they're not. They're not here yet, but, but um, yeah, that no, training is going good, and he's tapering off this week, keeping an eye on the weight. Ready for the and on Friday?
0: Yeah, but listen, when 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 there's a pregnant woman in the house, my friend, listen, they send you out at all hours to go and do various things. You know what I mean? You've got to go and bring in some random food from somewhere. You know that's not good for the training. Well, I just see
1: it as part of training. <laughs> it's <better laughs> to look it that way. <laughs>
0: a midnight run. That's what it is. Listen, if she wants something random from Mackie's mate, you do the you take it as part of the training. All right, fair enough, mate. Exactly, that's exactly. Nice, 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 nice. <laughs> um, listen. Don't take this as um, me being patronising or, um, or or disrespectful. You have gone under the radar quite nicely, ticking along, yep. d- knocking kids out, and, not, and what have you doing, whatever you're doing. This weekend uh-huh. is probably the first time that you're going to be showcased uh, to, let's all right, we'll say a casual fan. I think the hardcore fan knows exactly who you are, but to the casual fan, this weekend's the first time that they'll go, oh, who's this kid that's on there? And what a great fight that you're involved in as well, hopefully picking up the uh, WBC Intercontinental title.
1: In the national title, yeah, I see, it exactly like you say. People have sort of got staying under the radar and, radar, and now it's sort of time to get out there and let people know who I am.
2: Have you, in in your pro career so far, Reese, you know, have you enjoyed the journey so far? It seems to have it's ticked along quite nicely for you. I think a, a lot of pros turn over and they struggle to get fights and struggle to get out regular. You've been lovely and regular, you know, you've been had a busy couple of years, and it seems like you've had time to adjust.
1: Yeah, no, exactly that. I, I, I prefer pro's uh, style, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, I've been we've been with Eddie, and he's been getting out as much as he can. So yeah, I'm really
0: happy with how it's going so far. How was um, and this is quite a poignant thing because we've been speaking about it on the show a lot, especially with yourself and Lawrence going down to uh, the Grenfell Tower uh, guys. There, we saw you on the pads yeah. do, doing a little bit like that, mate. How was how was that? Especially with you, we could tell where your accent, mate. Where you're from. Obviously, devastating in uh, this fine city of uh, of London. How was that? Yeah. that whole experience for you.
1: Yeah, literally. I was I was more than happy to help. I just wanted to put some smiles on some kids' faces, and you know it was a massive tragedy that went on there. So I was more than happy to help, and I'll I'd, I'd continue to help if it's needed. You know what I mean?
0: Any talent, mate? I mean, you were on you were on the pads there, mate. Any talent? Have you spotted anybody? Are you going into management yourself?
1: Well, there's a couple of young kids that were coming through, and you, you, <laughs> you're being called oh, are tasty. But uh yeah, that's what, it, you know what I mean. <laughs> They're part of the amateur club that was in Grenfell Tower, see, mm. so they've probably already been taken. <laughs> yeah,
0: because we forget that, don't we? There, there was a little amateur club at the bottom of uh, yeah, of the yeah, tower. Dale, Dale
1: Youth,
2: yeah, Dale Youth, but not a little club at it yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the home of George Groves and yeah, yeah. James the Gale, and yeah, you know, DeL, yeah. yeah, one of the one of the best, most successful clubs in London, certainly. Mm. Of recently, will, will it be? Will it be tickets going to that to the members of that club, Reese, to attend the fight? You know.
1: Uh, to be honest, I'm not too sure. Actually, like no one. If, one's, they, mate, no if one's they're listening program. to the
0: show now, if they're listening to the show, they'll be going, "Hang on a minute, he never said that to us, right? Yeah, Where's our here. free tickets? <laughs> get on to knees! No one,
1: no one asked. If <laughs> someone asked, I'm probably more than happy to help people. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not about trying to be greedy or nothing like that. So.
0: When you uh, when you were taking them on the pads, mate, right? Be honest with you. When someone gives you a little bit of a dig, and i no doubt they'll know who you are, so they'll want, they'll want to impress you. They want they want to show you a little bit, right? And they might slide one past the past the old pads. You know what I mean? And maybe just clip you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever think he oh, said, "All right, I'll tell you something. I'm going to put it on you here now. I'm going to I'm going to show you what it's all about." <laughs>
1: No, I was, on, I was on the ball. I always think that maybe they could fly one pass. You've got to be on the ball when you take me
0: on the bed and stuff like that. So I was all right. <laughs> how are you, how you finding doing all the media work, mate? Because we speak to a lot of fighters on this show, and some love it, some hate it. I mean, you can be honest with us, man. I mean, like you say, you're in the middle of training. It's last week now and what have you. You've got two clowns on the radio giving you a ring to nag you about various things that's going on. How do you find it all?
1: No, to be honest, like to start with, I, I kind of hated it, but now you sort of grow to get used to. it. I don't grow. I'm not going to say I love it, but you get used to this part and parcel of being a professional, and and hopefully, I'll, you know, you're going to get a lot of media attention, it means you're doing quite well. So
0: yeah, absolutely, mate. Yeah, you you want to you want to do it like Bronner, mate. Start wearing some uh, shades, get some gold chains. That's what you need to do. <laughs> a nice velour tracksuit. I, I might
1: bring it to the weigh-in. I might do it. To the do weigh-in. it, yeah. <laughs> do it, man. That's it, isn't it?
0: <laughs> Listen, what a competitive little division you're in there as well. Obviously, domestically, that's where your focus is on at this moment in time, but every fighter we speak to has always got world title ambitions, mate. If you're looking at those featherweights, pal, there's some tasty fights there, isn't there?
1: Oh, mate, there's some big fights there, and there's some good fighters, guys. from that day, like say from domestically up to the world level. Mm. I'm going to be in some hard fights uh, in the future,
0: for sure. So, so obviously you're calling out Lomachenko at the weekend. You're gonna,
1: <laughs> as soon <laughs> yeah, as, soon yeah, as, yeah, soon as do it's done, that's it. As soon as it's done,
0: you're on the microphone going, "Vasil, I'm ready for you, mate. Let's do it, yeah." <laughs> yeah let's have it.
1: Let's
0: have it. <laughs> How
2: important exactly. is it, Reese to get to get into title class now? You know, after as I say, you, you've had two slow burning but really constructive years. Is this is this the time for you to really kick on now? Is this the springboard to more title more title fights?
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. Hopefully, like now from here, it's just going to be title. I'm aiming for more and more titles. So I'll speak with Eddie, and I think Eddie's plans by the end of the year I'll be boxing for a British title anyway. Mm. So, so definitely within the next couple of fights I'll be boxing for more titles for you, sure.
0: You see, Nick. Loves that, don't you, mate? You love that area title, Brit, yeah. English title, British title, Commonwealth title. Then picking up all the other belts along the way to becoming world title. He loves, the, he loves the the mantle. Old he loves title. the CV. He likes to see a CV of a fighter rather than someone just jump into the top boy. And obviously, the way you're speaking, mate, you're thinking the exact same lines.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. That's like when I first um, had a meeting with Eddie. I said to him, I want to go that typical route of southern area, English, and and go from British Commonwealth that sort of route. I think it's the best route, you know what I mean, best apprentice. You're, mm. you're, you're coming across the best fighters along the way, so mm. if, you, if you're ready for it, then just then the fights you should have.
0: See, he hasn't even spoken about your ABA career, mate. Two times champion there in two different weight categories. Listen, oh, no. he, he, we could spend a blooming half an hour and he, he'd just oh, no. blow smoke up your arse, mate, is what will go on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being good here. Well, I'm, I'm on not, my I'm best behaviour. I'm happy to listen. You, you're you are. Doing. You're <laughs> on your best behaviour. Normally, when anybody's here from a great amateur pedigree like Reese has got and the way that he's gone through the weight categories at that, you'd be all over him, wouldn't you? You'd be giving him the well, big uh,
2: I would be, yeah, but, uh, but and he touched on earlier himself, Reese, you know, your you highlight there, two time ABA champion and everything else but Reese is right he's always had a style that would look better as a pro even though he's a two-time champion you always thought this kid's gonna make him a little special pro and his record proves that eight knockouts in in nine fights so far and for me Reese, I'm just super excited to finally see you in title class I think this this you know when you started the year um, with a non-title fight I was thinking oh no I want to see Reese in a title fight this year two years in a bank let's push on now let's see him go for it so I'm delighted you've got this fight against Jamie Spate and for me this is the spring. Board now towards a busy back end of the year.
1: Yeah, 100%. Like literally, like like I say to you, uh, I've probably boxed another two times this year, and hopefully both these fights will be for titles of some sort, whether it's the Commonwealth British or whether I fight for another international title. I just have to speak with Eddie and the team, and I'll go. I'll go with whatever they kind of know that. Mm. But um, yeah, Jim and that directed my career. Yeah, a great way. So.
0: Listen, just, just to finish our theories, because I know, I know you're pressed for time, mate. We, we do have a problem with the likes of yourself and Josh Kelly. Now, you've, you're very similar, right? And I'll, I'll, I'll put this to you in layman's terms, mate. One. You're, go, you're both good looking lads two you can both fight there's got to be something and he can talk yeah and he's, he's got a bit I was hoping that you were going to come on here th- sounding proper thick right but you're not <laughs> so, so you're good looking lads you've obviously got you've both got a bit of intelligence about you you both can do it in the ring as well there's got to be a downside mate you, yeah. you know what I mean there's got to be a downside come on tell us something Reese. have you got webbed toes now, or, see, you know, what is it man What there's got to be a <laughs> negative somewhere
1: well, if there is, we're both keeping it under wraps. So you know I maybe mean? don't yeah. want to know, you know I mean? We just want to know the positives. Well, well basically, <laughs> the
0: weekend I was insinuating that maybe Josh had um, 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 a below-standard size of manhood. Obviously, <laughs> that 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 c- that can't be you because your missus is pregnant, mate. So yours is obviously working. So no, exactly Mine's working. <laughs> it? Not, not necessarily. You don't want to know about the size, but
1: it's working. That's all <laughs> <laughs> Good lad.
0: Listen, we wish you all the best at the weekend, mate. And more importantly. Well, I'm health for the, uh, the young babby when it gets here at the end of July. Superb, mate.
1: Lovely. Cheers, mate. Up, nice all race. the best, Reese. Take care, mate. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate.
2: This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store. In
0: other news in the world of boxing, Kel Brook has said that he's going to be fighting again this year. I'm a bit surprised that it's this year. I'll be yeah. honest with you. I thought he'd take some proper time out, have a real downtime, think about what weight he's coming back at. I hope that it's above 147. I hope it's at 154. Um, are you surprised at all that he's coming back? And are you surprised that he's coming back this year?
2: Uh, I'm definitely not surprised that he is coming back because when you've got a, a, a career like Kels, you know when you've run up thirty six straight wins uh, without defeat, and then suddenly you get stopped twice, um, that ain't, he ain't going to be able to sleep at night. That'll be keeping him awake at night, especially the manner of the second defeat against Edel Spence when he when he um, was too too scared for his own health to continue. Um, So, I, I don't think he can live with that. I don't think Kel can live with that. But I'm like you, I hope he comes back as a, a super welter, as a light middleweight. Uh, I don't want to see him boil himself back down to welterweight because you could possibly suggest that welterweight, maybe that move up to fight Golovkin and then cutting right back down to welterweight again is ultimately what cost them against El Spence because let's not forget, he won the first six rounds against El Spence before El Spence took over. Mm. Took over or did Kel slow down? We don't know, but hopefully I think Kel will come back as a super welter. There's tons going on at super welterweight right now, so it's not like he's going to be short of offers. Uh, but no, I'm certainly not surprised to see him coming back, but that first opponent back is going to be important. You know, the, the level he's going to come back at. He's got to be decent. Um, it has it's got, got to decent, be decent level. You know, the guy's been a, a world class fighter for best part of a decade, so he's got to come back at that level. It's got to be a fringe world title contender uh, to put himself back in the frame. But the, you know, the problem's there is that you're going to get. So
0: like, 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 his eyes. Like, That's like what said, I do.
2: Just whack his eye. Like we said after the Edel Spence fight, there's not a single welter slash super welter on the planet that would not bite your hand off to fight Kelbrook mm. because he's got quit in him. He's quit twice now. Uh The first time, obviously, it was a corner that pulled him out. The second time, he pulled himself out. So everyone knows in those weight classes, t- 10 and 10 and a half stone, they know that if you take Kelbrook into deep water, if you put the pressure on him, if you bang him up a little bit, he knows how to quit, mm. and unfortunately, that's going to be with him the rest of his career. Now,
0: wish him all the best. Looking forward to uh, seeing him back doing his thing. Um, Can't wait. Mm. Uh, we're,
2: we're, don't get me wrong; we're huge Kel Brook fans, massive, yeah. massive Kel Brook fans. Um, but you know, Kel's got to want to come back. I yeah. hope he's not coming back for the wrong reasons. Mm.
0: Uh, did you see that the IBF awarded uh, Darrell's category uh, rematch? Yes, so they should. So off, they should. Off the back of this qualification, we love this. Cheats don't prosper. Yeah, cheats don't prosper. Andre, where have you been, son? Exactly. Hey. You're so has that been make...
2: overturned to a no contest now?
0: I don't know if it's been overturned to a no contest. I know that there is. But the, 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 basically, they've looked at it and gone, we're unhappy with the way that that fight has ended. I yeah. think they're leaving it as it is. I don't think it's like what Rigo did uh, last week where it's all been overturned. I think it's staying as it is, but they have basically do an gone. rematch. You're doing it again. That makes sense. Um, IBF um, issuing that uh, that rematch uh, for Darrell Uzkata And I hope Uzkata puts him to sleep, man, this time. There you go which then will hopefully set up the fight with uh, our boy James DeGale yeah. uh, when he is fit and back in the ring. We just mentioned Rigo's name, actually. Um, whilst we mention him, we might as well chuck this in there. He's absolutely desperate for your boy Lomachenko, isn't he? He is Keep thirsty, man. Keep wishing. He is thirsty. Basically, right, Rigo's been fighting at £122. He's called Lomachenko out. Right? He said, come down to 126, come down to 126. Now, my beef with this, and I put this on social media last week, is if you're going to call someone out, then you've got to go to their weight category. You can't make stipulations against them. You can't say, come down here and fight me. What's the point? What's Mm -hmm. the point of doing that? If you want to challenge somebody in whatever weight class, i.e. Kelbrook going up two weight categories to fight Triple G, you go to their weight category. So, Rigo, if you want Lomachenko, you go above 126 and you go to 130. That's what you do, all right? Now, third play to him, this is what I'm being told, they've made an offer to Lomachenko at 130 pounds, and now they've knocked it back. The yep. Lomachenko boys have knocked it back because he's obviously eyeing maybe £135 pounds or uh, or something else a little bit further up.
2: Yeah, I, I think we're going up. That's the problem.
0: What do you mean I we are going, going up?
2: I'm <laughs> team, team high tech. Team, we Lomachenko. are
0: going up. Oh, the offer came into you, did
2: it? <laughs> yeah, we're going up. I spoke to Rigo's team, so yeah. no. The problem with, my, the problem with uh, Rigondo is mm. nobody needs Rigondo. He doesn't fucking sell a ticket. He's got a nightmare style. He's tough to negotiate. It's a tough fight for anyone, Rigondo, mm. even if he is coming up. But he brings nothing to the... T- I don't... Lomachenko takes him to school. He gains nothing. He comes through a war with him. His reputation gets takes a bit of a hit. What's the point? I think if, if he moves up and fights a Terence Crawford or someone like that, and then it it builds his reputation. His legacy grows even bigger. Lomachenko is the best fighter on the planet. I agree he should be fighting the best fighters on the planet, but there's also an element of what makes the most financial sense because he's going to be getting guided by people that want to make the ma- most amount of money for Lomachenko throughout his career. And fighting Ragondo doesn't necessarily make any money.
0: Hmm. He's got a date booked for August as Loma. He, he needs an opponent. Yep. It's interesting. It's uh,
2: Listen, it's funny because he's, he's like one of those guys, kind of like Golovkin. Everybody t- everybody says his name when he's got a fight. And when he hasn't got a fight book, no one says shit. is the only person on the planet that seems to be saying his name. But uh, you'll guarantee that Rogando's people are going, okay, we'll come to one thirty. Great, okay, let's start negotiations. Okay, well, Rogando's a champ, so 50-50? Like, no fucking chance, do you know what I mean? It's all good and well going, we'll come up. But what are the terms of you coming up? Lomachenko is the A-card right now. He's the A-side.
0: He, he picks and chooses. You've been hanging out with Mayweather too much, The you. champ picks and chooses what he wants. Um, we look forward to it. I'd like to see it. I'll be honest with you, I'd like to see it. Even though I, I bash on Rigo quite a lot, I kind of would like to see it just to put the argument to bed because you have lots of fans that say, oh, Rigo will go up and he'll school him. Rigo's a great fighter, Yeah, but only for the purest. Yeah you got to be a proper hardcore boxing fan to really appreciate what it does Kilo nothing for the, does. It
2: does nothing for the momentum of Lomachenko and his promotion to fight Regondo now because, again, I think Lomachenko wins that fight, but it's an ugly fight and Regondo makes it look like an ugly fight and he's negative and everything. We just don't need that right now because Lomachenko is on a roll. Mm. He's finally getting the, the reputation and the recognition that most people are starting to go, actually, you know what? Nick Peter off the fight, Disciples, right? This guy's the best on the planet.
0: <laughs> Nobody's saying that. Nobody's saying it. <laughs> Speaking of delusion, check this out. Right, <laughs> Deontay Wilder wants seven million quid for the Dillian White fight. Yeah, I seven, bet he does seven mil. Bet he does. He's been yeah. offered three. Exactly. He's been offered three. three.
2: Is that a, a, a guarantee? Three's his best payday ever as well. Snap
0: the hand up. What are you doing, Bronze? Three, bomber? I But your three
2: is the best payday he's ever had. He's we'll never be, earned more than three million dollars for a fight. And yet, how can he turn around and go one seven? It's ridiculous. And now it, the more it's rumbling on, the more I'm thinking, fucking I, I want Dillian White to get the fight now because I'm like, Are you crazy? Mm. Are you absolutely crazy? Seven million dollars to fight Dillian White? Are you fucking joking? I bet you Dillian White and his has never earned said it off that in his entire career.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: I know I know he's the WBC champion and everything else, but come on. You ain't getting seven million. You might the only people he get seven million against is either Klitschko or AJ. There ain't no one else on the planet you get seven million for. Maybe you know what? Scratch that. I'll give you the 7 million payday, Deontay. Pay-per-view. Tony Bellew. WBC every, champion.
0: Every week. How long How long have we been doing this? Oh, 50-something minutes it only took him to mention Bellew's name. It's a new record, that. Yeah, it's a exactly. new record. Exactly. Seven million for Dillian White. No chance. I'd say something. There's some good shit in that bong. Whatever he's smoking, there's some good shit in it. Uh, Did you notice that uh, Eddie Hearn and Lou DiBella have had a little bit of a a back and forth on social media?
2: Yeah, bit of a ding dong.
0: Mm. Always nice when promoters start chucking in as well. Yeah. Fight's going to happen. It ain't happening for seven million quid though.
2: No chance. No chance. And it's funny. It's kind of a trend at the moment. All the promoters have a little go of each other. I've seen Dana White and, and uh, Lena <laughs> Leonard be have thing, having a bit of a spat backwards and forwards with uh, Oscar Della Hoya. Yeah. Obviously, over the build up of their two fights, which are massively overshadowing one. Well,. Let's face it, the freak show is overshadowing Mm. what is the best fight this year, which is insane. But unfortunately, this is the world we live in.
0: My my favourite actual argument that I've seen at this moment in time, and this has all come off the back of Dan Raphael from ESPN in America, saying that I was talking bollocks last week when I did a little bit of a chat with him um, about the Mayweather-McGregor fight. He's done an article on Mayweather-McGregor saying that it's a farcical and it's a circus. Mm -hmm. So Leonard Ellerby sent him a message saying, so you don't want to credit him for this fight then? I've uh, uh, yeah. uh, I never said that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, go on, Leonard. Son, we'll take it. Yeah. We'll take the yeah. accreditation. <laughs>
2: I've seen that. Yeah, class. I've seen Oscars come back as well by releasing that that video of uh, "I Love Boxing" or I, "I Am Boxing." I am boxing. Yeah, yeah, and it's got all the fucking bells and whistles. And I watched it and was like, "That's just fluff, shit." To be honest, Oscar, that's the best you can come up with. Come on, son. Mm. You know it's crazy that. The biggest, the best fight in boxing this year is struggling to breathe. They've just done a multi city uh, tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've they done, they've released this v- video. They're putting all they're trying, they're, they're doing what they should be doing to build this fight. And yet it's struggling to breathe under the massive monster that is Mayweather McGregor. And the fuckers haven't even done a press conference yet. Imagine what's going to happen once they do a press conference. The world will stop. It's insane.
0: Just a quick one on uh, final bit of news. Huey Fury's out on July the 8th, looking forward to him being back in action. Yep. Uh, and we're uh, now, well, as Nick told you last week, actually, September 23rd, Manchester, Joseph Parker. There you go. Buckle up, baby. Buckle up, because we predicted it six months ago that yep. we would get another uh, English-British uh, heavyweight champion. And I genuinely believe he'll take him out.
2: Yeah, I believe Huey will take him out as well. Yeah, I was, uh, I was in Huey's company, as you know, last week. He's looking really well. Uh, you're hanging
0: out with him again this week, aren't you? I
2: am, I'll see him again this week, yeah. Okay, We're yeah, become you're buddies Mets, now, yeah. But he's he's got this copper box warm-up coming up. Expect that to be a it'll be scheduled for eight. It'll be a two or three round blowout just to get the cobwebs off. Just because he's been inactive active for, for you know over a year now. Uh and it'll be four steam ahead for Joe Parker. And as Huey told me, first defence, Tony Bellou. Telling you, it's gonna happen.
0: Twice in two minutes. <laughs> uh <leave> <clears throat> Thank you very much for listening to our little award-winning programme. Um, hope you enjoyed it. As I said, right at the start of the show, there's loads up on our website for you this week. An interview with O'Hara Davis, one with Josh Taylor, one with Carl Frampton. There's yesterday's Radio City talk show. There's this show that you're currently listening to. And tomorrow, we're not going to stop, baby. We're going to give you some UFC action as well. Uh, so make sure you subscribe to our podcast, fightdisciples.com. Dead easy to do. We're on iTunes, iTunes. Of, all you've got to do is put a little bit of a search into your iTunes and you will find us under Fight Disciples. Come and join the daily conversation on our social media at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Next week on the show, Jeff Horn celebrating becoming the world champion. Go on, Jeff! Go on, Jeff,
2: lads! I'm horny, I'm horny, horny, horny.
0: <laughs> And we'll be looking forward uh, as well to a guy that I'm a huge, huge fan of, Anthony Yard. Uh, We're looking forward to him, um, hopefully, snaffling uh, a lovely title on July the 8th. Mm -hmm. Uh, So make sure you're listening to next week's programme. We'll catch you next time.
2: Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.